This is episode 256 of the AWS podcast, released on July 29, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. I'm Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. And we are coming live, as you can hear from the background, from an event. thought it would be fun to try and challenge the audio gods and uh, record live at the Local Government Association of Queensland Future Cities Smart Community Summit 2018, up in beautiful Cairns, Australia, which is in the... Uh, the northeast of Australia. Many of you may have come through here on the way to other holiday spots. Uh, that's totally not the reason why I'm here. But I'm joined by someone else, someone far more important than me, someone who is a specialist. I'm joined by Craig Lawton, who is our smart city specialist here in Australia and New Zealand. G'day, Craig. G'day, Simon. How are you going? I'm good. Good to have you uh, along on the podcast. So smart cities is one of those topics that everyone kind of has an opinion on. And I know you're very passionate about realistic outcomes and real things that customers can do. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about what the domain looks like at the moment and what people are doing. So smart cities is uh, a rapidly changing uh, area. So we're seeing a lot of people experimenting with uh, uh, small solutions, perhaps, and then uh, but they're also trying to, to marry that to a larger term vision of what a smart city is, mm-hmm. which is evolving over time. And in the background, we're seeing rapid technology change, which is uh, uh, causing customers to... to to, to really struggle with, you know, where do we get started on the, this uh, yeah. this journey? So we're seeing a, a, a couple of different approaches. We're seeing the, the first approach where uh, people will solve a particular domain problem, mm-hmm. like parking or waste management or uh, uh, energy management's a big one. So they're kind of scratching an itch yeah. that, the, that the local government authority has. Yeah, they're saying, can we solve this particular problem? Yeah. But then they're thinking in the background, if I solve this problem... Am I building uh, tomorrow's legacy? How does this fit in to our smart city's vision uh, in a way that can adapt and is flexible and evolve over time into something which is greater than the sum of its parts? So it's not just a parking solution or waste solution. It's a solution where you can be very creative about how you use the city's data to, to inform and support citizens. And I guess that's the thing is that it's the citizen experience that is trying to be influenced and... That's not, you know, I have a, a smart parking solution or, or I have a smart bin. Yeah. It's that my bin gets emptied when it's full. There's not rubbish on the streets. I can get a car space when I want. When they're building new buildings, they adjust the car parking appropriately. Yeah. It's those types of outcomes, isn't it, rather than uh, the inputs. It is. Though. <laughs> I love doing things at conferences, people walking past. Uh, so you, you touched on something, say, waste solutions. Mm. One each that people like to solve is the efficiency each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and councils love that because uh, so if you're collecting the bins only when they're full, then you're you, you're saving on labour costs and optimising labour costs. Uh, and citizens like it because they know the bins aren't going to overflow on, yeah. on the other side of the problem. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where it's a win-win. But efficiency uh, drivers in smart cities allows uh, councils to get that early wins mm, and mm. then pocket the savings and then invest in perhaps um, higher value or, or newer or sort of experimental ex- ex- I wasn't going to say experimental but I mean experiential yeah. things yeah I think like we were having a conversation with a, a council just before and they were talking about the fact that they spend you know, millions of dollars on petrol yeah and that just by optimizing their their fuel costs of their fleet that's going to free up a whole lot of operational expense that yeah. can be used for something more interesting than just driving a truck around inefficient yeah so there, there are a lot of solutions that look at collecting data from IoT sensors, but uh, also using things like artificial intelligent techniques in devices to, to gather data on how uh, city resources are being used mm-hmm. 
they look at optimizing over time and, and fleet management's uh, a great one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, waste management's another. Um, parking is another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how can you drive uh, more efficient usage, uh, better economic outcomes uh, that then can support um, the, 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 the higher level, more experimental type mm, services mm, as well, mm. which people are exploring. And, and I guess the, the exploration part is important. That's where obviously cloud fits in because you can experiment quickly, succeed quickly, fail quickly, whatever whatever happens um, by just grabbing services to, to get things going up and, uh, up and quickly. What are some of the services you see Amazon customers really taking advantage of to get good outcomes? Uh, so uh, we, I tend to, to think and break this, uh, our smart cities package, if you like, up into inputs, process and outputs. And input's all about getting the data in, and that's ingestions and, and networks. And you, you see customers using services like AWS, IoT, there's an ingestion point, uh, Kinesis as well, mm-hmm. S3. Uh, you see uh, people using edge services as well in, yeah. in uh, green grass and that type of thing to do a lot of local processing to get the data in. And so that's uh, a particular problem space where uh, we work with a lot with partners who mm-hmm. are experts in LoRaWAN technology or Sigfox. And NBIOT and uh, even so these are kind those. of transport technologies yeah. that are commonly used in the, in the city context, which are probably different to what most people listening are used to. Yeah, and yeah, uh, the, yeah I don't think I don't believe it's a winner takes all market in yeah. this space. There are yeah. different tech, network technologies for different use cases. Mm. Uh, you tend to pick your constraints as you constrain power. Yeah. Then you might go with a low power uh, WAN solution if your uh, constraint is that it has to be real time. Then you might go with an NBIOT mobile solution so you tend to work with your constraint in that way so you're thinking about inputs you're thinking about devices and how you get data in then in the middle pit you've got the process and this is where data comes in and, and needs to be made usable mm. we work with a lot of um, uh, partners like XAQT we've worked with in the US uh, Splunk um, we also work to, to help councils build their own data management yeah. solutions yeah. so they can normalize and protect their data and if you're thinking long term Today's parking data is not going to be tomorrow's parking data because yeah. the solutions are going to get more sophisticated and provide more data. You know, maybe at the moment it says, I see a car uh, leave and I see a car arrive. Maybe next year it'll tell you the type of car yeah. or it'll tell you the number plate. Or the size of car. And, and, and the number of passengers as well. So yeah. it might be interesting as you're trying to marry that with pedestrian counters mm. across the solution. So you've got to think about that solution. And on the outputs, we have the, the smart city solutions. We're seeing a lot of interest in analytics solutions, artificial intelligence solutions, chatbots. And so I break it down like that. But then you've got that fourth type, which is when somebody comes and really owns a vertical. So yeah. they built a vertical solution like um, MyVision's a great example of a, a partner that they've built a traffic analytics solution, which uh, attaches to existing traffic infrastructure, mm-hmm. uses artificial intelligence in the cameras to drive analytics in real time on what's happening in your intersections. Nobody likes traffic. No. And this exactly. allows cities to do quicker, more automated auditing of what's happening instead of having people out there with clipboards, yes. which is a very... Yeah. And the little process. clicker machine, the little <laughs> finger clicker thing. <laughs> clicker, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and therefore uh, drive better outcomes. And they're, they're, they've just done really well mm. owning that solution end to end. So some things aren't going to change. Yeah. You know, citizens are going to expect a level of service. Um, the technology's changing around them. Uh, it's important to focus on the things that won't change. Mm. Um, and when I'm thinking about solutions, I'm, I'm thinking about how that's going to uh, 
you're going to support those things that don't change. So yeah. I always focus on solutions that have open access yeah. uh, to the data uh, because down the track you might have your traffic analytics solution or your waste management solution, mm. but how's that going to work together? Because the true promise of IoT is not just being more efficient or driving more revenue, it's how you can bring together all those disparate uh, data sources and make intelligent use of it and mm. start to build a, a, you know, a true smart city where yeah. you can interact with its data. And it's about you know, things like better planning and better use of space and reduction of pollution, but also integration of, like you say, the future things. So when self-driving cars become a thing, how does yeah. council deal with those from a parking standpoint? Do they, do they encourage it? Do they not encourage it? Or even things like electronic, electric vehicles? You know, yeah, we've had some conversations stations. about that, and that is... A very long conversation. <laughs> I'm so, sure. you know, like, uh, Fraught. How, how, uh, how autonomous are the cars? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. How, how much uh, do jurisdictions, how much control do they want to have yeah. of, of these environments and how do they enforce control in, say, emergency situations and that type of thing? It's a, it's a rapidly yeah, it's a changing big, area. It's a big it's space. space. And, and I guess a, a big thing for, for customers to think about is that a lot of the very sophisticated technologies that they might have thought were unobtainable before. So I can't store large amounts of data or I can't uh, manage a, a huge network of LoRaN connected devices easily or I can't do video recognition, for example, is all available now. Like they can do it very, very simply. And so this makes it quicker to get going, at least test yep. whether the solution works for the customer. Yeah, and if I look across inputs and the process and the outputs, the way I break it up in the input space, we work very closely with many of the network providers to make uh, native integration with our services, mm-hmm. so you don't need to, to configure on both ends yeah, uh, all yeah. your devices. And then in our ingestion services, AWS IoT allows you to ingest data, and we manage the, the scaling and the heavy lifting. There's no servers to manage, uh, and um, and you know, we've got best read security around mm. managing and uh, encrypting Fleet management and, and securing, and, and encrypting and, and, and mutual authentication, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but then on the outs, on the output side, smart solution side, there are these high order services that we've released around recognition uh, that customers and cities can use now, which they wouldn't have had access to necessarily in their budgets and in their on premises yeah. environment. But they can start to do things like analysing where people are, are moving in environments uh, to understand uh, pedestrian flows. Um, you can start to do things uh, around using Lex and Poly. Yeah. to do that natural language inter- interaction. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing some really far-reaching people thinking about, well, what happens if we create a personality for a city? Yeah, like, yeah. Very much like an Alexa for your city yeah. and that citizens interact with. Instead of having to deal with departments and disparate systems, yeah. they can ask, have I paid my council uh, taxes mm-hmm. or rates, mm-hmm. as we call them in Australia? Uh, uh, when do the bins get collected? Yeah. We can have these conversations and have a voice assistant interact with that. And we're already seeing a lot of... Uh, local councils building their own yeah. skills for Alexa yeah. to, to interact with their APIs that they already have. So they can provide very quickly, yep. without much work, create a skill which creates that voice interface. Uh, so suddenly it's a new channel of interaction for the citizen into systems that already existed but maybe weren't available to them as easily as they would like. Yeah, so a developer down in Melbourne, uh, he created the Melbourne transport skill which I love to demonstrate to people, and he <laughs> shared the code with me as well. Yeah. So I can see how he built a skill, and he's in a couple of weeks. That now you can, if you're a Melbourne citizen, you can ask when the next tram is, or when the next train Fantastic. is, and um, and it's a it's a really great experience. Well, I guess it's easy when you're running out the door. Alexa, uh, when's the next tram? You've missed it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
And so where, where can people get more information? Where can they look to get, I guess, a, a really smart cities focused set of information? So we've got a landing page and if you Google AWS Smart Cities, that'll be the first result. And you can go to the Smart Cities page and see the domains that we're working in. Mm -hmm. uh, some great content up there. And also it's a great starting point to see the partner solutions that yeah. we're working with in different domains like parking, uh, energy, uh, and uh, those types of city-based domains. The, um, uh, the great strength of AWS, of course, is that we were first in the market and we've got the largest partner ecosystem. And in the IoT and smart city space, it's, it's, it's like wildflowers blooming. At the yeah, and I, yeah. In the last few weeks, I had a request around a coastal erosion solution. There is one. Yeah. I had a, a conversation around a, a soil monitoring solution. There is one. Yeah. Somebody's asked me about how do we measure diesel tank uh, levels in uh, uh, trains for mm. a, a freight solution. There, there is one. And uh, it's great to go to the Smart Cities page and see what we've yeah. got, but yeah. it's scratching the surface. Yeah. So it, if you don't find us there, reach out to, to someone uh, in, who looks after your AWS account. Yeah. And uh, the local Probably solutions are you in the right direction. And, of, uh, and yeah, there's some really cool solutions out there. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's that, it's that classic thing that because some of these quite complex and necessarily scalable and resilient services are already built now, we are seeing that really thriving ecosystem say, hey, we want to go and solve this problem really well. Mm -hmm. We're going to grab you know, this IT service, this analytics service, this storage service, and that's that's our offering. Um, and it applies across many jurisdictions too. So it's, it's kind of exciting. It's far more transferable than maybe traditional verticals would be. Yeah, yeah. You, I think uh, Paul Kelly wrote a song. I won't say the title because it's, <laughs> it's about every city is similar in a very certain way. Uh, Paul Kelly fans will know what I'm talking about. Uh, and yeah, there was a, a partner I was speaking to who's built a, a parking solution and mm. sold it to a local university. Mm. Uses eight existing cameras ah. and uses some artificial intelligence. You can tell ex just from those cameras which s spots are free. Right. Uh, but you know, so they're really looking at owning that space. But they didn't need new infrastructure to make it happen. They were able to take yeah, advantage of what was already there. Tail it on it, and they've adapted their software now for our local conditions around um, finding out when people have overstayed, yep. where they're allowed to park. So you can, I said, does that mean no more jobs for parking inspectors? <laughs> and they said, no, it makes them more uh, Everyone's productive. favourite people. Isn't it, it makes yeah. them more productive. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that, they can own that space, but then they can also grow that space because of the nature of their technology and they can start looking at uh, safety applications yeah, yeah. and, um, and uh, other, you know, traffic. Traffic uh, management traffic and flow. Management. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Figuring out where the road should be. Some really great solutions. Excellent. Well, Craig, thanks for coming on the show and uh, sharing with us a bit of insight. Not a problem. Pleasure. And uh, there'll be links in the show notes to uh, that landing page that Craig mentioned. And as ever, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, Keep on building.